0: toilet? Here we go! Here it comes! Yeah! We talk games! Full bullshit and energy! Our focus always rambles off topic, But we keep anyway. gets the format anyway! T.T. gets some robot sexbot. Stinky stinks so bad he smells! Take turns choosing the games that we review Even Mario's Hotel Come on characters, characters nobody likes you to. Let this desire feel your confidence Are you ready for Arcade Weekly?
1: Come on, We Talk Games out. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to We Talk Games Sportuary Spectacular Arcade Weekly Are you ready? It's sports. It's January. It's cold. Go outside, play ball, die of hypothermia. I am Chris, the Nakobun. Nakobun. Today I am joined by. Johnny Capcom, to those who are concerned. It would appear that they have found my corpse, dusted it off, and brought me in because apparently I have any idea what we're about to talk about. You know, I mean, obviously I'm a big
2: sports fan. Anyone who follows me on Twitter knows how often I comment on the sports. I, on the other hand, just really like to grab balls. I mean, that's obviously, that goes with the territory, doesn't it? I mean, we've all been in the communal shower.
1: Well, yeah, as for me, I think the last time I played basketball was when I was eight years old and I was on the B team, so we basically rode the bench, showed up for a quarter. Good times. I know some terms, but that's
2: about it. Of course, uh, basketball being such a popular sport in ours and- uh, with all the professional leagues we have and uh, people who play it, I mean, it's it's obvious that you get me on to do this.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right uh, for pretty much anywhere in the world.
2: Yeah, I, I know I learned a lot, um, and as did a lot of people in, in Ireland about basketball from NBA Jam. Nobody knew anything about basketball for the most part. and then NBA Jam came out, and all of a sudden everybody knew a little. And uh, just because that game was fun and it kind of transcended whatever sport it was.
1: About how well did um, Space Jam go over there? Pretty well, actually. I seem to remember. I think Space Jam was a hit everywhere. I mean, how could it not be? You got Vanga Boys, what, right up in there, right in the beginning, right everywhere, remixed with everything now.
2: Well, that and of course uh, R. Kelly back before everyone, everybody knew they had that um, slick website, the SpaceJam.com.
1: Yeah, actually, they still have that website. Last I checked, I, that thing will never die. Yeah, it's the best. You can't kill Space Jam. So we're here talking a lot about basketball. We should probably let the listeners in on why we're on this whole thing.
2: Oh, well, because the name of the game will illustrate that so easily. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, this week, to close out Sportuary, we are playing, of all things, one-on-one government.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, did you figure out why it's called this?
1: To be honest, I really couldn't begin to tell you. I mean, I don't know if it has something to do with regulating the court or just going horribly out of bounds with what power you have. It's <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know. When you guys
2: were chatting about it, I thought that Keith, uh, seeing as he's going on a political holocaust at the moment, was being facetious when he said the name of the game uh, for this uh, week was one-on-one government. And then I Googled it, and I was like, oh, no, no, it's the, it's the real, uh, it is a game.
1: I remember he mentioned it was like Tekken Bowl. I mean, not bowl, Tekken Ball. No bowling here. We've got enough balls to deal with as it is. But uh, I thought it was like... I don't know, political figures playing basketball or volleyball in some capacity? Not quite so much. Uh, I don't know, maybe Lamour was
2: the president of some country at one point. There's not even a single politician character in it, as far as I can tell. But then again, I didn't get to those mystery characters that are clearly on this. Well,
1: there is so that one expert. guy. Uh, what's his name? Brown, I think. He's got the squirrel on his head and the, uh, the is that a lederhosen or is that a dirndl? I forget which one is which i think it's leader host, the the uh the lady one he's a man who cares about the environment you know oh clearly definite solid green party candidate cares about the air the water weed keep the courts clean all that stuff
2: yeah i know i'll say this the, the thing about um this game is it's exactly the type of game i would expect wiggly to know about but nobody else to have a clue about Oh, absolutely. I, I can just imagine him going oh you haven't played one-on-one government what are you some kind of loser and you're like no I I, I don't play obscure Japanese basketball titles all that
1: frequently and with other gimmicky sports stuff like uh what am I thinking of here oh jammers. I mean that's got a cult following clearly but it's still a cult following that cult has people in it the cult of wiggly smaller cult much smaller cult kind of odd obscure not to me anyway that uh such a relatively bare-bones sports game would come out relatively recently <laughs> if you think about it 17 years ago man it's not that recent 17 years oh yeah you're right <laughs> wow uh that means there are kids out there who were born after nirvana ended yeah uh but before this game came out hell this game was born after nirvana ended by several years. Uh, yeah, like five years after, six years. Another thing that's kind of odd to me is the fact that, um... Despite the time frame, the whole 2000 thing, I don't remember there being much uh, basketball-related in the, uh, Japanese zeitgeist <laughs> at the time. I mean, hell, there's only, like... there have been basketball mangas? And uh, at least a couple got made into anime? But all I can really think of right now is, uh kuroko no basque, and yes. i'm pretty sure that was way after like at least mid aughts maybe early tens when that came out i could be wrong i don't know they would read probably a, a a comic book about a sport they wouldn't follow the order right oh sure totally i mean earlier this month we had Ashton no joe and that's i don't know how big the boxing culture is in japan but i get the impression it's not as large as in the west so yeah there's that there's a
2: heavy production schedule with manga in particular where they just kind of explore every area and they always manage to find the exact same story arcs to follow in every sport but you know that's a uh, that's to be expected
1: So, yeah, we should probably get around to actually talking about this game. So, one-on-one government. It's a one-on-one basketball game, full court. uh, No, half court. Half court would have been actually kind of interesting. But you got your full court, not too large of a court, and a bunch of, you know, wacky, quote-unquote, characters... They're actually not all that wacky. <laughs> uh, you've got your standard hero protagonist uh, Japanese dude. You've got the cute girl. I think she's Chinese. Uh, you got Squirrel Head Guy we mentioned. <laughs> you got Kid uh, who's basically straight out of gym class. He, well, the one I saw me was in gym sweats. I don't know if I even caught his other outfit when I played yeah, him. He's like
2: dressed like uh, the kid from Earthbound. He's got, like, the shorts and
1: the uh, shorter is his name, and he's the best character in the game. You have the larger black gentleman, L'Amour, and uh, there's the man monkey as well, who, oh, my God, fuck that guy. He is so cheap. Uh, Monday. Yeah, that's him. I'm trying to remember hero protagonist guy's name. It had a parallel to Foodin, who was the, the chick who I would play it as. I think it was something like corin or kurin there was also like one other like he's really tall another asian guy i think and oh there was the the black girl whose name yes. i can't remember at all even though she was the first one i went up against
2: uh i remember her because she's fucking sucks lahisha is her name and she's useless <laughs> i tried playing as her and i just i was uh i was bleeding credits Yeah, I think
1: I might have thrown her one match because I had no idea what I was doing control-wise, but yeah, then I blew right through her. There were also a bunch of, uh, like, flipped over cards on the character select. Uh, Regardless of who you play as, it's pretty, you know, standard basketball. You sneak around, you block, you steal... You put in shots, and uh, you get two points, or you get three points. It doesn't say three-pointer or two-pointer or field goal or anything like that. It just straight up says get three points or get two points on the screen when you get it in dunks or regular shots.
2: Well, is there a thing in basketball where you can only get one point
1: Mm, if I remember correctly, the only way you're gonna get a single point is if you're throwing free throws, <laughs> which uh, would only really come up if fouls were a thing which aren't in one-on-one government, because there's really no ref and it's basically like a fewer holds barred and a fewer <laughs> shots thrown, Bill Lambier's combat basketball.
2: If we're talking Bill Lambier's combat basketball,
1: that means we have to talk about the making mechanics, right? That is precisely where I was going with it. <laughs> okay.
2: Obviously, Bill Lambier's Combat Basketball is the touchstone of all Combat Basketball games. And of course, uh, a founding uh, capstone of this uh, podcast and this uh, internet family we're all part of. Even though I think the only person who listens to We Talk Games who's played Bill Lambert's Combat Basketball is Wiggly
1: himself. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I've seen it in person played by other people, but I have (laughs) never touched a controller that was plugged into Uh, Bill Lambier's Combat Basketball. um,
2: I feel another favorite uh, back in the day that I'm sure that, that would have bleeded into this would be, of course, Double Dribble, uh, which was uh, on the uh, arcade and the internet. Not on the internet, on the NES. It's on the internet now. You can steal it. NBA Jam, of course, was a big one. It uh, Was Arch Rivals a combat y basketball game, or is that.
1: Oh, yeah. Arch Rivals, that was one of the uh, Kunio Kun games. So you could. Definitely beat the shit out of somebody in that. Featuring everybody's favorite Carnov.
2: Okay, I couldn't remember. I definitely the name kind of stuck in my head a little bit. And of course, Street Hoops, um, the famed Neo Geo uh, fucking basketball game from the mid '90s that everybody loves. Uh, NBA Jam with nicer SNK graphics.
1: You got any? Uh- well, let's see. We hit Double Dribble. We hit Bill Lambier. We're going to keep hitting Bill Lambert. Uh I think the only other one I was going back on was Jordan versus Bird one-on-one. Was there
2: other basketball players in that game?
1: Nope. I'm pretty sure it was just Jordan and just Larry Bird.
2: Well, originally, uh, I noticed because of an old episode of We Talk Games, it was uh, Bird versus Dr. J. Damn,
1: I would have played that um, for some
2: Dr. J. Uh, what's his name? Trip Hawkins was talking about it when he was on here a couple of years ago. But, um, yeah, I, I always I used to look at that game and think, why would I rent this? Like, I could pick two characters. Wow. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just don't know how much um, replayability a game like that would have.
1: If you've got, I don't know, one friend who you really need to settle it on the court with frequently to settle all the disputes, I mean, there's an angle there.
2: Now, if it was Jordan versus Bird in a kind of Namco multi-mini-game thing where they're doing basketball-themed Takeshi's Castle-style challenges, I'd play that any day of the week.
1: Oh, yeah. It could basically be a reenactment of um, or a play on... I don't, know. I don't know if they had those over in Europe, but there was a series of, I'm pretty sure it was McDonald's ads where Jordan and B- uh, Bird were doing trick shots with like trash or socks or something, or like, I, it was Big Mac wrappers, but they were just bouncing them off things and, you know, off windows and around the back and around the doorframe and it'd just be like, blah, 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 da, 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 da. nothing but net. I mean, you could make a whole game out of that. I don't know why you <laughs> would, but you could. Sounds compelling. It was, man. It was a cultural touchstone of a generation. Was it Larry Bird? Was it him and Jordan? Yep, it was just those two. I guess they needed something to do before Jordan got his uh his Haynes underwear and undershirt deal. And Larry Bird basically just uh disappeared from this earth. <laughs> Is he, is he dead? Oh, no, 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 no. Larry Bird's still around, I I think. I hope so. Uh, He just kind of vanished. He just doesn't really done anything.
2: Oh, okay. He almost, like, I've only ever seen pictures of him. I don't really, again, don't know much about basketball, but uh, he always looked like he should have been teaching
1: geography somewhere. Yeah, I could see that, I guess. I mean, go around Boston and doing (laughs) some sort of good and just straight up picking a globe up and dunking it in the trash. You did say it was geography class
2: he's just telling these kids in geography classes they're going oh you like playing these video games well, let me tell you there's a game that i was in a few years ago fucking bill Ambers combat basketball
1: <laughs> but uh we should pro- sorry go ahead one other thing what other influence i wanted to get in there before we uh, move on is uh i'm not sure if they got the engine from tecmo since tecmo published it or if they just did something similar, but uh, got a bit of a Dead or Alive feel to it between the the, uh, semi-3D movement in the arena. Oh, okay. There's a little bit of combat, so, you know, kind of head-to-head there, and just the general kind of look of the character models and whatnot. Got a bit of a Dead or Alive feel from that since that was around the same time. As far as its
2: influence, it has that thing, especially in the menu, of the late 90s slash early 2000s, where you had the beautiful two D art uh, on the menus and on the select screens and all that, and then the married with the three D graphics in the game itself.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I said straight up at one point. I forget who I was facing, but I looked at the models like, "What the hell happened to this guy's face?"
2: Yeah, but like you, uh, like the three D graphics have aged terribly, whereas the menus still look fantastic. If you guys, me
1: totally. It is. Definitely a relic of the whole PlayStation to PlayStation Two, the whole Dreamcast era that was going on around uh, that. Yeah, you remember Soul Edge, not Soul Calibur but Soul Edge. Um, or another one comes to mind for me is uh, Fighting Vipers.
2: Oh, Fighting Vipers, the one with the isn't that the one with the bear in it that doesn't have any articulation or something?
1: Maybe I remember Fighting Vipers more for the whole uh, knockoff armor and oh look, sports bras, that that whole deal. And as I mentioned earlier, there's clear ties to Dead or Alive in some capacity.
2: Do you know what? I didn't play a lot of uh, Dead or Alive back in the day. But uh, for me, I just kept on, I was reminded a lot of Tekken. Definitely see some Tekken in there,
1: especially early Tekken.
2: And even Virtua Fighter in the way that, you know, the edge of the court. It kind of looks like the same effect that you got when you had the ring out uh, in Virtua Fighter in particular but obviously you don't fall down and the, the kind of like Tekken had that strange kind of almost 3d parallax thing going on where you have this giant background that's supposed to be far away. That's kind of moving around like a cylinder as you move around. Yeah. I,
1: and it looks kind of, uh, half painted on half, just totally phoned in. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like the ones in this game though, the backgrounds, there's the, uh, one with the, the huge blimp and the city going on that one was kind of cute uh and uh, you know of course it makes total sense to you know set up a full court basketball thing in the jungle for uh totally well my favorite uh, my
2: favorite stage was uh Lamour's stage because it was this ecw hardcore tv slash hellraiser thing where it's just like chains and barbed wire everywhere
1: Damn, it sounds like you got all of the good characters and stages to play against where I just kind of got hosed.
2: There's also that uh, the Chinese stage is kind of strange in the fact that everything's covered mist and everything seems to be floating.
1: Yeah, it was pretty cool. But was that mist or
2: was it smog? Hey, maybe that's it. It's ahead of its time or of its time.
1: <laughs> Yeah, that was about the time everybody started yelling at them to, you know, clean it up. But
2: to be topical, the the Chinese are investing in a lot of wind power these days, so good
1: for them. Yeah, and I know it's starting to get a little better. I mean, not so much in the cities. You see the photos coming out, but (laughs) it's not quite as bad as, you know, the nightmare days. Yeah. Yeah, well, getting back to the game itself and gameplay, felt pretty basic to be perfectly honest felt, what I don't know if it was a two button game, there were three buttons on the controller that were responding but I only used two of them really I don't know if one was a dupe or what
2: mm, yeah, there's two buttons that easy to use a lot, which is the steal and the shooting button obviously, and there's three buttons but we say button one is a you can kind of use that to kind of switch it out around uh, your opponent when you're running towards them
1: Oh yeah, that was pretty much my go-to. I was very run and gun, just kind of dash in there and lay it up, dash in there and lay it up. Yeah,
2: um, you can do a lot of trick shots in it. Uh, there's a
1: lot of special moves in it. Can't say I found any of those. Yeah, I did one by accident. I think the closest I got to any special moves was just watching myself get dunked on by a <laughs> hero protagonist.
2: But I, I discovered something later on in the game because uh, I kind of once I picked Shota. I think maybe I've been playing it for about an hour at this point, so I kind of picked up one or two pieces of skill along the way. But when I started playing the show that I realized when I ran, if I pressed the, depending on what way I was holding the directional pad, that would differentiate what I did once I got into the circle. So, so I think if you press up or down, you might do a dunk, and if you press backwards, you'll do a layup or, you know, whatever else you got. So I think your directional pad basically kind of dictates what you're going to do once you get inside the uh, the circle or
1: whatever it is. Semicircle? I think that might be what's called the key or something like that. There's like have- that middle part with the lines at least and the it on the end there. That might be what the key is. I don't know what the semicircle is. I think it's just the three-point line. But uh, I know the kids, they call it the paint. It's the paint, and uh, I guess that kind of makes sense, because I would uh, lay up all the time, and I would usually be h- holding back, ready to uh, get intercepted and have to run back and uh, fail to steal the ball back anyway.
2: Well, it's been a long time since I saw white men can't jump, okay? <laughs>
1: <laughs> to be honest, that kind of doesn't apply anyway. I mean, the only really white dude in this was a uh, squirrel head dude. Are enough named Brown?
2: It's that thing in anime where like the Japanese characters tend to look a bit European as well, like so Yeah, I guess that's true enough. I mean they're not covered in tentacles and stuff, but you know.
1: I don't know. There were those empty spaces in the menu screen, so I mean there's plenty of room for tentacle type Pokemon.
2: No, I saw who the boss his name is King. He was uh, wearing the iron chic boots and uh, it seemed fairly handy.
1: Yeah, and he's got the uh, the statues and the clouds because you're basketball and way up above the planet or whatever.
2: Yeah. I don't know if you unlock him or anything. I'm assuming you do, but there was, didn't seem to didn't be see any other mystery characters.
1: Well, there were like five other slots, so if anything, I think it might be tied to, I don't know, Dunking a certain amount of times or doing certain things with different characters, maybe keeping your uh, points per second up for a whole game or making a certain final score. Something like that. Yeah. Thing is, I don't know if anybody would really want to slog through all that. I mean, it's a fun enough game, but there's only so much there, you know? And without lack of information, I mean, there's no guides out there either for any of this. Like, I don't know if anybody might have got a screenshot of the cabinet with the, the little how-to instructions or something but there there's no facts no move lists there's nothing so anybody who plays this you're going in as blind as we did
2: well no it is fun i mean and the thing that kind of surprised me was that it's it is so obscure i mean i think if like you mentioned earlier on the dreamcast if this game had been released on dreamcast or playstation at the same at that time i genuinely think it would have uh had some penetration
1: like you know oh totally i mean i mentioned windjammers earlier and you know you've got the whole sports thing you've got the gimmicky moves the somewhat uh memorable but not really all that memorable characters you could have gotten a similar to windjammers i've called following behind this and uh, seen in it in weird tournaments on like the three people who actually managed to import a cabinet Looking at the games developed by jordan including this one and uh, according to the list, there was a game called One-on-One on the PlayStation in 1999. And I'm wondering if that was maybe a port of this, or they maybe you know released both at the same time. It's interesting, and um, actually their entire development history is odd, to say the least. They were around back on the SNES, uh, Alien vs. Predator they had a hand in. Uh, on the Game Boy there was Battle Bull back in 1990. But uh, then things started getting weird, and like they started doing Taito ports and indulging in their balloon fetish, <laughs> okay. mostly on the Game Boy Color. They like did a version of Chase HQ, and uh, Bubble Bobble Classic was them. And then you've got Yogi Bear, Great Balloon Burst, and Pop and Pop. This was all around 2000. And then out of nowhere, hamsters everywhere. I- like you got Hamster Club in '99. If I count these right now, there's like one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of hamster club games.
2: Yeah, hamster games were quite popular in on the internet. I remember those, the flash games. I remember in college, a lot of people used to play hamster games. So if anyone I went to college with uh, is out there listening, <laughs> get on the line. Tell us what
1: happened. Also, um, why do we not talk anymore? All the love they have left is just for small rodents. But yeah, seriously, if anybody can explain the whole uh, half a dozen plus. Hamster titles on several consoles and handhelds over the years. I would love to hear it. My favorite listing is, like, they have all the the Hamster Club one, which, again, I think that might be Hamtaro. I'm not entirely sure. But then out of nowhere, just 2007, Pets, Hamster's Life 2. Hamster's with a Z. Pets has got a Z. There's a whole line of these, at least over here in America, of just, like, shitty games with ugly, uh, ugly quote-unquote, cute animals and just blech uh there's even one with babies
2: yeah uh, well i was saying about the the thing i th- the conversions i honestly think if this game had to come out on the or playstation my friends in particular would have loved it at the time i think this is the type of game that people would have went crazy for it probably wouldn't have been a major hit but it would have been a, like wouldn't have been a failure i don't think if they the i mean it would have to had to change the name
1: yeah, that, and there was still, like, an NBA Jam fandom out there. I think there was, like, an NBA Blitz or something to come out, too, so you'd be kind of standing in the shadow of that. So maybe a little bit of difficulty, but I think I think it would have uh, pushed some copies.
2: Yeah, uh, and it's the same, maybe Techno shit to bed or something at this point in I don't think they're still around, are they?
1: They are, sort of. I mean, they're not their own thing anymore. They, uh, merged with Koei, the, uh, Dynasty Warriors people. They kind of mostly threw all their side franchises out the window, and all you really hear about from Tecmo much anymore is the, uh, Dead or Alive series, and, uh, then you've got Omega Force and uh, Team Ninja throwing together stuff in the various Warriors, Musou, etc. games. There, there's like three more of them coming out this year. Oh, okay. And even then, there's only so much they're doing with Dead or Alive. I mean, you've got the uh, Extreme Beach Volleyball, so you you, know, you got titties. And even that, that's not selling nearly as well it's been a downward slide since the first one and they wait like way too many years between them for perverts to remember them anyway and then you've got uh, i think they're up to five or seven no it's it's five seven was tekken five dead or lives and the latest one it's just basically a sales front to buy costumes that show off the titties
2: well that's it like i that's what i remember from dead or Alive. i remember renting it because i was there going like wow man look at this game You make tits bounce in it. This is going to be the best. And then like 15 minutes later, you're like, yeah, I just think it's going to put Tekken back in, you know. And I remember years later playing in a friend's house and her whole family were playing whatever the dead or alive on the original Xbox was. And none of them were playing with any skill. It seemed to just be friendly to button mashing. And I was trying to figure out how to play it and they were just fucking going to town on the controllers and I just didn't have any time to actually figure anything out. And eventually I just got bored. This game is just a fucking, is a disaster, but yeah. So, I mean. know.
1: It's kind of an odd dichotomy, actually, because in Dead or Alive, like, each character, they have their own styles, and there is some complexity to it, but, uh, you can button mash your way away, but you want to go on, like, any difficulty higher than easy, or just beating up your friends, you're going to want to sit down in the training mode, you're going to be there for, like, an hour, because it goes through, like, every move, and the combinations kind of work, obviously, different for everybody, because, again, they have their own martial arts styles that they all work with so it gets pretty deep it's uh, very grapple focused a lot of grabs and counter grabs and like reading your opponent so you know uh, which direction you gotta go because you kinda gotta press like towards and a button I think the counter grab to roll into your grab and and then those roll into setups and combos and it's it is surprisingly deep but it takes a little while to dig into
2: I'd have loved to have had a go with that uh, tutorial thing uh, just so I could go back to my friend's house and crush her family uh, because there were a bunch of arseholes. I'm so happy when they bought a uh, UFC uh, the first UFC and they were like oh look it's just a beat em up and then I was like ah I'm going to get good at wrestling I got good at the grappling in it, and I just used to break everybody's arms
1: yeah I um, can't really vouch for it at this point because I haven't really played any beyond 3 maybe a little bit of 4 I can't remember but I know uh, ever since, um, what's-his-face, the big Team Ninja guy, ever since he got ousted, uh, it's been going downhill, and even he's gone on record that it's kind of going to shit.
2: Oh, yeah, the guy with the leather jackets.
1: Yeah, and the sunglasses. Um, Itagaki, maybe? I think that's it. I think it's Itagaki. But, uh, yeah, he's just sad that it would, the studio he founded has kind of turned into a shell of its former self.
2: Hey, look, I mean... All these Japanese studios
1: seem to be struggling. Anyway, I would say all in all, uh, one-on-one government, despite the odd name. <laughs> pretty decent. It was fun enough. Uh, a little bare bones, a little simplistic and uh, cheap sometimes, but not bad.
2: Um, as I said, I think it's uh, it's quite a fun game. And I actually, once I got into it, I was pretty happy with it. And I actually thought it was quite fair for
1: an arcade game. Well, yeah, except for Mamba, the fucker with his tail. But uh, you could probably uh, lock your way around him. I mean, if you get the first toss with him, you can usually get one up on him and then just pray.
2: Say if it was, uh, what's the normal cost of a credit in America?
1: By the time this came out, it might have been up to uh, 50 yeah. two tokens, two quarters.
2: Well, let's say if it was 50 cents a play. I think with $5, you could probably get about an hour or two out of it. And that's quite fair. I mean, when we play a lot of those uh, walking brawlers, by the end of it, they're just... The button you're hitting the most is the credit button. The thing you're doing is getting all the coins out of your purse and putting them in the slot of the arcade game
1: that you have in your house to play. Because we definitely
2: don't steal all these games. That's...
1: Yeah, that hour I spent last night uh, trying to get this to work was me, you know, looking for a proper outlet to plug the machine in. It was, uh, you had to get a step-down converter because this was a Japanese game. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, out of curiosity, just how far did you get with this? I got, like,
2: five stages in, and it seems like that's
1: pretty close to the end. Okay, so I wasn't that far off then, um... Should've kept going. I got I think four in and that's when Mambay just thrashed me maliciously. <laughs> it doesn't help either that I already have this irrational hatred of monkeys. Like I don't know why. I, they just they try they piss me off. Like in almost any sense of the word. It's they're infuriating, always. Look at man, there are cousins, okay? Don't be mean. I've got plenty of cousins that I don't talk to or even remember all that well.
2: <laughs> yeah, but these people can't help but be bricks. Right? They're monkeys. Although monkeys are the thing that people forget about them is that they do have bizarre social problems. I've heard tell that uh, if there's two men and a child encounter some like a chimp or something, the chimp will basically go kill the child as a deferential uh, action towards the men to, to say, hey, we're, we're the guys, right? <laughs> You know, we're the we're the bad boys. I just killed that child. I bet he was annoying. Well, that was dark.
1: To be fair, you know, getting an annoying child out of the way—not the uh, least effective way to become popular. I'm not speaking from experience or anything.
2: <laughs> uh... I don't really have much else to say. I mean, it's not the craziest game in the world when you think about like the depth of content. It's a basketball game. So what can
1: you say, really? Yeah, it pretty much, I don't know, does what it does. It does it well enough, and it does it in such a way that uh, you don't really need to go all in on it or in on it ever. Yeah. Maybe once or twice.
2: Yeah, but also, this, if you're looking for a basketball game that you can just have a bit of fun with in your main setup... If you've exhausted the Neo games and if you've exhausted uh, NBA Jam, you could do a lot worse than checking this one out.
1: And by MAME setup, we clearly mean buying your own one-on-one government cabinet. It's not exactly in the highest demand, so they can't be super expensive. Watch there be like three in the world. And on top of that, they're really easy to maintain as far as I know. Oh yeah, they're totally not abandoned, water damaged, and full of rats. Their innards definitely aren't rotten as we speak. Also, to uh, just real quick, I want to walk back my monkey hatred just a little bit. As much as I loathe Mambe, I got to give him credit for those glasses. I don't <laughs> know, I just, I just really like that look, monkey man with glasses. Sweet hair, too.
2: Yeah, he definitely had that kind of pre-emo look down. He would have been in rival schools. Not the game, the band. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, he totally could have been the new hit thing. Well,
2: if this game had been a hit, maybe. <laughs> you know, instead of being an obscure uh, oddity that that's essentially the only resource on it is this thing we're recording
1: right now. So I guess we've uh, hit the point in the show where we uh, do our little our one-sentence reviews. Uh, Johnny, I'm going uh, to let you go first.
2: It's one-on-one street basketball. Can you answer the call? I- Think that's how the song goes?
1: Oh God! Now you got me trying to think of lyrics. Now, like my my brain's going straight to Jurassic Five, but <laughs> it's more about rapping than actual, you know, basketball. So the game is not going to work here. Um, uh, here. Oh, here we go! Here we go! My one sentence review of One on One Government is: Come on and slam! These two buttons you are going to spam. (laughs) Very nice. That is a wrap for this week's We Talk Games Arcade Weekly, but that doesn't have to be the end. You can always check out more episodes directly from wetalkgames.com or hit up iTunes, give us a subscription, leave us a review, tell us how much we've ruined your lives, harass and or interact with us on Twitter at wetalkgames or on Facebook, WTG Podcast. And it may be the end of Sportuary, but the winter sports will live on in our hearts.
2: Yeah, don't let this be the end of the conversation on -on one-on-one government you know because I feel like it's going to be
1: <laughs> so on behalf of those who couldn't join us for this finale Kyle, Keith, Wiggly Stinky, definitely Stinky, I'm going to keep praising Stinky so he lets me do more of these by all means stay tuned to this steez <laughs> what the fuck is a steez a steez is it's like a jaunt or a gym jam <laughs> or you know it's a whatever it's it's a thing it, I don't know. Whatever. This is Nakabun signing off. Are we done?
0: Seven, seven, seven Into the fear step in.